Hey, everybody, and welcome to Let's Talk Sit, the podcast where three dog trainers spanning three generations share all our best tips from our personal experiences and reactions to basically anything dog related. I'm the Velociraptor trainer boomer of the group, Kim Topher, and every week I'm joined by my Gen X and millennial co-hosts, Lynn Bell and Alice Teal. Hey everybody, welcome to Let's Talk Sit. Today we're going to be talking about a tool that is a little bit uh, on the controversial side, but also super essential, muzzles. Hey guys, what do you call a tree with a muzzle? What? All bark and no bite. (laughs) You're such a nerd. What? (laughs) That was a good one. Are you just like the the dad joke queen now? (laughs) Sorry, the duck one. Oh, uh, yeah. Go ahead. My new muzzle for my pet duck the other day. Nothing fancy, but it fits the bill. Uh, uh, you're such a dad joke. You, we're going to just start calling you dad, Kim. <laughs> Better than Boomer. You're both. I'm sorry. Uh, true. 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 The dad Boomer. So, hey, we do need to talk about muzzles. What about them? Um, you know, some people think that they look awful. But, you know, I really, really like using them. I like using, I actually teach all my dogs how to deal with a muzzle. Um, I I train them all so that they can, you know, go to the vet comfortably and nobody has to worry about them. Of course, I have Malinois and a lot of people worry about them, but it just makes everybody more comfortable. I mean, how do you not worry about a Malinois? I know, I know. How do you Even with a muzzle, I'm a little bit (laughs) concerned. Well, you know, most of mine are not the kind of Malinois that are just going to go around biting people but yeah okay I I can't I can't say that if you you know pinch a certain body part that they won't turn around and go what the hey but at least a muzzle makes everybody more comfortable I don't have to worry about a vet or a technician getting nervous and you know jerking back suddenly and and eliciting a bite what kind of muzzle do you use about the go ahead I like the Italian basket muzzle, actually. They're, they're inexpensive. You usually can find them on Amazon. They come in a lot of different sizes, but even the sizes, you know, sometimes they don't fit all dogs, um, especially dogs with the short muzzles, but they do really well on, on your basic average muzzle dog. Your, you know, the Malinois, the Collies, the, the Shepherds, they, they do pretty well on that. I do like the, the Italian basket muzzles, like I said, because you, they allow the dog to pant and breathe appropriately so that they don't have to overheat. And that was definitely a problem when I was in California. Um, the dogs really had um, issues wearing a muzzle in, in the hot weather. Um, not so much here, but I think it's still, it's still something that you have to keep in mind. I did use the Baskerville muzzle on occasion. Um, those were generally for my shorter muzzle dogs, um, more, mostly like pitties and boxers and that sort of thing. I think the Baskerville Ultra is what a lot of the, like, like the resources that talk about muzzles, it, they talk a lot about the Baskerville Ultra. I know sometimes I'll hear like from other trainers or whatever that um, you have to be careful with them on the bigger like intent, like dogs that bite with intent can mm-hmm. go through the through the muzzles but it's I think that I always want I want the muzzle like you talked about that they can pant but also I like the ones that have the strap that goes in between the eyes right like it attaches to the well it's easier it's easier to keep the muzzle on their face that way I mean I know the Italian basket muzzles you know if if a dog wants to just swipe it off it's pretty easy to swipe it right off their face but you know that's where training comes in Um, I want the dogs to be really comfortable in the muzzles and I want them to feel comfortable wearing them 
Um, obviously, you can't just slap a muzzle on a dog and, and have them feel comfortable. Kind of go for it. Yeah, there's some there's some you know, some acquisition of that behavior so that they understand that the muzzle's okay um, on their face. Now, I know, I know you train uh, dogs to, to, like you go through a process to teach the dogs I, to wear a muzzle. I kind of do. And I was going to say one thing that I do, um, I get people that are kind of, oh my gosh, you're saying my dog's aggressive because that you put are putting a muzzle. Like, right, everybody that's the first thing that. is you have to get past yeah. <laughs> the stigma. Yeah. Yeah, the stigma of the muzzle. And I tell everybody that I train almost every dog to accept a muzzle because I don't want to wait until they need it. Like, I don't want to wait until we're at the vet's office and Mm -hmm. go, oh, let's put a muzzle on you. Um, So like, and I have one of my dogs had a title that required a muzzle. um, So he had to wear it all the time so that he could learn to do his like flashy obedience in a muzzle. Um, So, I mean, I, I spent a lot of time working on that. I do have a process though. I like to put, start off with, well, it depends on how, it, it really depends on the dog, just like anything, but I like to put my muzzle in a bowl um, and then put food in the bowl, like in the muzzle so that they have to like reach in there and like, you know. I do something similar, but I don't put it in a bowl. I just kind of hold the muzzle in my hand, sort of in a cupped hand yeah. and yeah. then drop kibbles in there while they, and let them eat the kibbles yeah. out of the muzzle. So it's real similar. Just kind of pull the straps back yeah, and, and sort of, you know, hold it out there. I kind of um, do that too. I do like a chin, like target into it. Like, well, all like, cause my dog you know do much more elaborate it. stuff than I do. Well, it just kind of depends on what the dog knows. The dog <clears throat> that had the title knew a, a touch. So I, <clears throat> it was easy to put the muzzle like right in front of my hand and ask him to touch it, <laughs> you know? Yeah put your nose in this. He actually learned if I said muzzle up, he would put his nose in it and hold and then I'd mark and reward that. Um, I generally would, would do, you know, the slow, let them, letting them eat out of the muzzle. Like we, you know, we were just discussing, um, then get them used to the feel of the straps being pulled around the back of the the head, get them used to the straps being buckled um, while feeding through the muzzle. That's the other advantage of a these basket muzzles, you can actually feed treats through the muzzle. Um, and then ultimately I would kind of do the party thing where you, you, there's a party when the muzzle's on. And as soon as the muzzle comes off, it's like, no party's over. Well, and another Um, thing to do a lot of that. Another thing to consider on that is, um, another thing to consider on that was, uh, you know, have a party when it's on and then, you're doing this like in a really like non area where you're wor- like the dog is not stressed. You need to do it. Obviously. Right. You have to do it in an area with no distractions. And, right. You no, know, an area where the dog's comfortable um, to get that started. But yeah, I definitely do the whole and, you know, gush over them. Oh, you're so handsome wearing that muzzle. Oh, it's such a handsome muzzle and just make a big, huge fuss over them. When it comes off, it's like, no, now you're ugly. Now you're ugly. <laughs> Just you you're now. a Malinois. You're a Malinois. God, now it's just you. It's a reminder. It's a Malinois. You take it off. You're like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. There's teeth in there. Yeah. It's, it, you know, my, my dogs are accustomed to it. I don't think any of my dogs are accustomed to wearing it for, you know, like an hour or anything like that, but they would wear it long enough for a procedure. Mine did just because I had to do that title. So it was like a 20 minute title. Yeah. So, I mean, he got used to it, but I kind of also like it too, because, um, well, like 
like a lot of clients and stuff, what, usually if I'm going to use a muzzle with a client, it's a dog that might be reactive. Right. Um, Same here. And so I want them to be able to take the dog out in public comfortably and, you know, not have every, well, I want everybody around them. That's one benefit of the muzzle is I want everybody around them to see the muzzle and go, oh, this dog needs space. Right. I think that definitely works. I think the stigma is, oh, it's an aggressive, like it's wearing a muzzle, it's aggressive. So sometimes they get like, oh, it's aggressive dog. Let me cross. Um, But that works to my advantage. Yeah, it does. It really does. You know, the hardest thing I think sometimes is to get the, the owner of the dog that's coming in for help to understand that a muzzle isn't branding their dog as bad. It actually lets them be comfortable that the dog is not going to hurt anybody. We can actually get to working on the problem the dog cannot put its teeth on anybody and it's amazing how much better they feel once once the dog's acclimated to the muzzle and once they're they're used to using it they feel like um like they can really go out in public like they can take those walks they can they can go to the vet without you know this anxiety that the dog is probably going to lash out at the vet or one of the techs um if that muzzle's on it's like okay well at least if the dog does try anything, nobody's going to get hurt. So it really removes a lot of the anxiety that is really moving into the dog from the owner. Well, and they that also sort of like vigilance. The, yeah. Well, and then when they're hypervigilant, they want to do what they want to tense on the leash. They want to, sure. oh my gosh, the dog's going to bite or even somebody 20 feet away. Some owners are so overly, like they've had so many experiences with bad right. situations that, right. Their extreme anxiety and like sweating and oh my, I'm going to hold this leash really tight. Well, now the dog has a cue that there's something to react to. Um, So they tend to not overreact because the dog's in a muzzle. So they're like, it could maybe backfire. Do you think that anybody is like, oh, but he's muzzled. He's fine. And then just put him in. I've really never had anybody get that loose with it. Yeah, I think you're right. I think they're so overly nervous anyways that. Right. Well, I think we get some relaxation from the owner um, once right. they once they're comfortable and accustomed to the to the muzzle, and the dog is accustomed to the muzzle. Once they get past all of that, although I I think still there's a big stigma with the general public, they still have a hard time with it, and they would like to get that muzzle off their dog as quickly as they can. But it's one of those things where, in this case, I like the tool to stick around for a while. I I wish we could kind of get it to be a little bit more mainstream, I guess. You know, like the, the um, muzzle up pup on Facebook and the muzzle up project.com on the internet, they have some really good resources for muzzle training and, you know, getting past some of that stigma. Yeah. Yeah. I think if we could get past this, it would help people because you, you get people that are anxious that their dog's going to react. And then you put a muzzle on the dog. They're not as anxious that they're going to react, but they're anxious. People are judging me with my dog. And so right. we have to kind of overcome that too. But and it's it, almost like, oh, it's a signal. My dog's a bad dog. Right. And there's there's lots of reasons why a dog might wear a muzzle. I literally like am cool with just having a muzzle on my dog just because it's, it's a great way to get people to leave you alone. Right. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> just so walk my dog back. here. Leave me alone. Going Step off of back that. Away. Do do you guys notice that like because I know a lot of people like on online are always complaining that dogs who are like off leash will run up to their dogs and the owners are like don't worry he's friendly. Do you guys find that the owners who do do that like don't worry he's friendly, um, they 
stop. They, they stop their dog before the dog even approaches oh, the dog yeah. if it's wearing a muzzle. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. And, and absolutely. They're I, like all of a sudden, yeah, their <laughs> eyes get huge. And it's like, it's like, Fluffy, get back here. Get back here. <laughs> so, uh, did you guys ever pay attention to that Dino's project? Like, it, it, I don't know if it's oh, still the, around. The dogs in need of space. Yeah. Yes. And the MDIF is my dog is friendly. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I used, to, I used to do a lot of that in my training facility. The Dino stuff was big when I was doing that. Yeah, and I, I, remember, I do think like, it helps the reactive it. dog owners. It helps them a lot. It Although really I don't does. think the general public really knows about yellow leashes and yellow ribbons and things like that. Yeah, you, you guys got to expand on that. I, I think it was like, I remember it was some blog post, wasn't it a pet sitter or whatever that might have been a trainer that wrote a blog post about dogs in need of space and there's lots of reasons why a dog could need space it could be some like an elderly dog that just has health problems um they're afraid yeah they're they're Um, afraid they're just super nervous and they need right not to be run up on but they said Um, don't be an mdif because mdif is my dog is friendly so and 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 you don't like they always act like it's a new thing. Oh, it's okay. My dog is friendly. And I've heard it a million times. Please yeah, go. but it, it, it's, yeah, not yeah. Gonna, it's not going to stop my dog from, you know, losing their mind and, and taking your dog out if, yeah. if you want to send your dog my way. Dino still has a, they still have a website up and they're st- I guess they're still a thing. Dogsinneedofspace.com. And they have some resources and tools, handouts, posters, that sort of thing. So for trainers who are interested in that, um, in that, that material or just dog owners that want to learn more about that. Um, I, I think anything we can do to try to help people understand that a muzzled dog does need space. It doesn't really even matter what they're being muzzled for. Although, you know, you mentioned there's reasons a dog might be muzzled. I mean, not eating poop is a good reason. <laughs> yes, yeah, not, I had the, the I had the doodle remember that would eat anything and yeah. couldn't ever be out at all. Right. Because right. We had had obstruction surgery because sure. he was kind of a. Well, and nerd, that's super so. dangerous. Right. Um, my, my little border collie puppy Holly's been, been picking up rocks left and right. And I'm concerned that she's going to swallow them and yeah. um, it's going to result in a, in a foreign body uh, surgery that I really just don't want to have. I don't want to put her through it. And I certainly don't want the expense of um, a serious surgery um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's a real thing. And there's a lot of people out there who need to protect their dogs from themselves sometimes. And a muzzle can do that as well, especially if it's this sort of muzzle that allows the dog's mouth to be open, allows them to pant, allows them to drink water, allows them to take treats. That's super important. You can't do those constricting, I think what they typically call a grooming muzzle or, um, the, the ones cloth, that sometimes, like the, cloth. yeah, the cloth or mesh muzzle that the, like the vet will sometimes use if they're just, if a dog is really super fractious and they want to, they want to just close their mouth. So they're not in danger of being bit. Um, it, it's a, it's a lot more panic inducing. I think those type of muzzles, I think really, really frighten the dogs more than anything. Um, I had a bad experience helpful for grooming. with that. <laughs> I had a bad experience with it though, because I went to a session that had a reactive, well, not even, he's just aggressive Doberman. Um, and she had lost her muzzle and I didn't bring a basket muzzle with me. Mm. Um, so I had a cloth muzzle and I'm like, uh, I've driven away to do the session. Well, let's just use this one. So 
I'm walking them on one of the cloth muzzles. I don't know what I was thinking, but I'm walking on one of the cloth muzzles and realize uh, he can't pant and, and dogs do need to pant, right? Like they, yes, they do, especially in the heat. So I'm like, the dog is okay with me usually. So it's okay. So I take the muzzle off. Uh-huh. Big mistake. Dog was yeah. fine until a person jogged by across the street and we had bad by incident so oh, um, no. you were yeah, the, the I was the target oh uh, yeah I got you that pretty good yeah, yeah so but I learned good. quickly like it doesn't like even keep a muzzle in your in your bag yeah well and, and properly sized is hard to do sometimes you have to like measure and stuff but but a basket muzzle like I'll never use one of the the grooming muzzles are good for like the vet, grooming. Like a quick visit yeah <laughs> well it might be yeah. good for a quick visit but not well what do you think a... like, no more than maybe like five minutes or something I mean it's yeah, really think, about right. keep you know do your procedure cut your nails do whatever it is you're doing and get that thing off the dog's face right. um but it's still kind of traumatic for the dog if they could learn to just accept a basket muzzle where they can right. breathe and everything's cool and they're wearing it and everything's fine they get lots of cookies when they come on then the dog is so much better prepared for an experience like that well and and let's talk a little bit about there's different types of basket muzzles so you have like Mm -hmm. the I remember getting we had this pity that was like really really reactive to dogs um and and just would like see one and then just go berserks right um and so we the owner got her a basket muzzle it was a metal one and I remember that dog hitting me in the shins so hard like I had so many bruises on my shins you know, I really don't recommend those metal basket muzzles. For one, they're super expensive. I mean, they almost yeah. have to be um, designed just for that dog. They have yeah. to be handmade. Um, and they're kind of heavy too, I think. They're the kind of heavy. And, and I, I don't know. I just think that they're, they are, they can become a tool and dogs aren't stupid. I mean, they, they'll start yeah. using that tool to ram you with. Yeah. Um, well, look at, look at, dogs. look at, look at, look at, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. meant to do that. My, my, my favorite, like go-to muzzle with my dogs has been an agitation muzzle. It, there's a bar there so they can hit, right? right. Like that's, that's part of what the, it's, it's part, part of the, of the deal. Yeah. I mean, any decoy will tell you that your husband yeah. will, my husband will, yeah. I mean, They're, they'll punch you get with punched that with that thing. And, and it, yeah. nobody says that's not going to hurt. That's going to hurt. Yep. You're going to get, they can bruises. put some power behind it. I do like, I mean, I think I like the leather for comfort, but I don't think it, it may be not as let as much panting like an open pant. Yeah. I, I like the leather as well. Um, but you know, to have one custom made to your dog yeah, is super expensive. So I generally with clients who are dealing with reactivity, or if we're talking about, you know, a, a less serious problem, something where they're eating rocks or poop or whatever. Yeah. Um, then I think those, those really lightweight, you know, $20 ish kind of muzzles that you can pick up on Amazon easily. Um, those are probably adequate. If the dog is going to have an ongoing problem, that's going to require a muzzle, um, maybe for life, it might be worth investing in a really good quality one. It's really, and you can also use the resources to find, well, the resources being like muzzle up pup and those kinds of things you can, mm-hmm. They, they talk about how to mu- like measure the dog, how to size it, how to make sure that there's right. no gap, you know, like so that they can actually comfortably move their mouth. Yeah, the Muzzle Up Project has a lot of good resources on the same thing. They've got videos, they've got articles, they've got all sorts of things to help people um, choose the right muzzle. Um, 
you know, get one that, that fits their personality or their dog's personality. They're making them a biofane now. I think they're really cool. Yeah, the biofane and that's easy to, yeah, those are pretty cool. Yeah, and yeah, like sometimes too, like, I know one complaint one person had was like chafing on the dog's nose. And so they're like, oh, just add belt right there. I mean, they have good tips mm-hmm. for right. like how to make it the most comfortable for the dog. Because some dogs will need to wear them extensively. That doodle would have needed to wear one. Anytime it was outside, it sounds like. Yeah. Anytime he was yeah. outside of his crate um, or we're going to have surgeries. <laughs> right. Right. Well, you know, and, and I would say that a basket muzzle, you could probably condition the dog to comfortably wear that for you know, half an hour, hour at a time without a problem at all. Right. Well, easily all day. I mean, I tell people it's like wearing glasses. Mm-hmm. Like when you have to first put on glasses, it's slightly irritating. Like I remember the first time I wore glasses, I was like, oh, get these things off my face. Um, and then you just sort of forget about it over time. Like it just becomes part of life. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where I go- want to go with the muzzles where it just might be part of life. It might come out when we're going to the park. It might. And even with my dogs that are not going to react, they have no reason to wear one. Um, I just want them comfortable just so right. that there's never a moment where I'm like, like, I remember a dog, um, a neighbor dog ran out into the street, got hit by a car. I ran out to go render aid and I'm going, I don't know this dog. Like, so I like have to like, you know, make a quick like fashion and emergency muzzle yeah an emergency yeah. muzzle so that he can't get me um and going if this like dogs have never had a muzzle on before those moments could be really bad right but, right you well know. you know and that's that's the other thing i think it's super responsible to teach your dog to accept certain things like a crate for confinement or a muzzle in that case so that if they were to go to the go to the vet for some extended emergency surgery or what have you and they have to be kept overnight the people who are really super uncomfortable with crates well now your dog is super stressed because now it's got to get used to that crate at the vet's office plus it's dealing with whatever pain or you know situation that they're they're in whether it's um you know a medical illness or they've been injured in some way um having them at least be comfortable with the the crating portion of it that's not the time for the dog to be dealing with that crap right there right and the muzzle is very much the same kind of thing if they're super comfortable with the muzzle um they understand what its function is that's not the time to acclimate a dog to the muzzle when they're you know dealing with some sort of a procedure no nope. being handled that's... by strangers being poked being prodded maybe in pain um, even if it's just a simple, you know, they're going to express the anal glands or they're going to cut nails or what have you. Um, and they choose to put a muzzle on the dog. If the, if the dog can be comfortable in muzzle, that just makes that whole process so much easier for everybody. Right. Like be nice to your groomers and your, and your vet techs and your trainers. Yeah. And your dog trainers. No, yeah. Get them to the used trainers. to a muzzle. Oh no, the trainers, they can take it. <laughs> they're dealing with getting bit anyway. That's right. I mean, if you're a dog trainer, you're going to get bit. It's just part of the deal. <laughs> it's true. It is true. If you're afraid of getting bit, you probably shouldn't be there. Nope. I got bit more in the grooming salon than I ever have. I as bet. A trainer. I totally bet you did. <laughs> uh, My dogs fight me more on the grooming table than they do when we're training. Yeah. My dog is, like, she never, ever, ever bites. But when I first got her and he tried to do her nails, she bit the shit out of my groomer. <laughs> <laughs> That's because you have a little dog. That's little <laughs> your only defense. 
Well, fortunately, she did eat eat rocks before I got her, so she <laughs> she had like her teeth were like filed down. Oh, well, there you go. By the way, there you go. <laughs> I guess that's a like a method. Yeah, the pro of my dog being a street dog. Are you saying I should start feeding my melon was rocks? Yeah, and I mean, I you said you said Holly's trying to eat rocks, and I mean just just allow it at this point. Nobody should be taking veterinary advice from us. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) we we do not even play a veterinarian on TV. (laughs) We're not good at that. We will defer to the real veterinarian. <laughs> but oh, gravel, man. gravel should pass, right? Like like pea gravel and it's rounded. It can't function. Into, no, don't don't listen to me. Don't don't feed your dogs rocks. Don't feed your dogs. Don't, don't feed gravel. your dogs rocks. Uh, we want unless... to prevent those things. Hence the muzzle. Hence the muzzle. We're really saving people like dogs' lives with this. We are. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it, it's it's really kind of well, you know, it's even if we go past the the ingesting the oddball objects there's a lot of people who just if their dog has a any sort of a a, what they consider to be an aggression problem which is generally going to be more likely reactivity true aggression you know it lives in certain situations but um much more often i saw reactive reactivity in dogs not not true aggression in your basic average pet if you're dealing with you know working line uh German shepherds and Malinois and whatnot, you may be dealing with a real case of aggression. But if you're dealing with just that sort of, you know, you, you frightened me, I'm going to snap around and grab your hand, that kind of thing. Um, so many owners are really kind of traumatized by the fact that their dog, you know, bit somebody um, that, that they're, they're a little freaked out about it. And um, for some of them, you know, the answer is, is just, you know, we have to put this dog down. It's dangerous. So a muzzle really can change everything for those dogs. Um, not that that's the end of the story. They do need behavioral modification and training um, in addition to the protection of a muzzle. But they, yeah, it's not a just like, oh, cool. We muzzled the dog. Now we don't have to. Yeah. Do yeah. Work. Problem solved. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not that it, the dog needs to, for its own uh, comfort, you know, you need to, you need to get it out of its head when it's acting like that that's it's a terrible way to live I mean if you wanted to it would be the same way as a a person just being chronically um anxious we don't want the dog to be chronically anxious either I mean people can help yeah well chronically anxious and let's put you in a um straight jacket right right so if we can help them do that and the and the muzzle is a tool to temporarily get the owner past the fact that their dog may injure somebody then um, it's it's really an important tool. I've used it a ton with reactive dogs. I Just use it like everything reactive. Well, I use it everything reactive, and then like well, we talked about just introduce it to everybody, and then it yep. kind of normalizes it. Yep. But but it's a great tool. Like it helps it helps a ton. Save like we said, saves lives. Saves Kim, lives. Do you ha- sure. Kim, do you have another dad joke for us? Oh, I don't know. Let me look. Let me work on that. Oh, yeah, yeah. My favorite one. My dog begged me to buy him a muzzle. So I did just to keep his mouth shut. <laughs> okay, that would be the wrong kind of muzzle, though. <sighs> not an Italian basket muzzle. If you could see, if you could see Alice's eye roll. 
You're so tired of dealing with us, aren't you? <laughs> uh, and that's so, our that's our end of our muzzle episode. I, I mean, I'm cutting it off there. I don't want to hear anymore. So we will uh, hear more from you guys uh, next week on your whatever you're going to bark about next. Next. <laughs>